Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Hello, everyone, and welcome to First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. It is so great to have you with us. We have a very busy and big show planned for you today. Coming up, a sneak peek into the rapidly expanding subscription economy and a new ETF that targets it. Plus, the first U.S.-listed ETF that helps home buyers plan for their down payment. And we'll examine a tactical ETF that navigates the ups and downs of market cycles. But first, we have a lot of ground to cover. Let's start with a quick recap of the latest ETF launches on the New York Stock Exchange. And we are so excited to have with us Douglas Jonas joining us live from the exchange. Hi, Douglas. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's great to be back. It's great to be live and finally be back in the building at the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, that's got to feel good. All right, let's start out with the latest ETF numbers. Yeah, you know, if we look at November, it was a super active month for the industry. Over 39 ETFs launched, bringing in close to $760 million in net new assets. And frankly, that's been the theme all year. Even looking ahead, we'll probably see another 30 to 40 ETFs launch. That takes us up to an almost 500 ETFs launched this year. So an absolutely tremendous year for ETFs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, time has certainly flown by for us because our inaugural season of First Look ETF is wrapping up. Of course, it's been a a strong finish here in the end of 2021 for ETFs. But what are you guys looking ahead to for the ETF marketplace in 2022? If we look at the market right now, Stephanie, you have 2,758 ETFs live in, in, in the United States with $7 trillion in assets under management. So truly a growth story. We're hitting records. We think that continues all the way into next year. As I mentioned, we expect another 50 ETFs to go live in December. And if we start to think about that mix, it's been really healthy. About 60% of all launches are actively managed. So we're really seeing new issuers, active issuers come into the market. And the New York Stock Exchange proxy model, which helps active managers who don't want to show their holdings every day, use the ETF wrapper that now has $3.5 billion following the proxy. So uh, it's been a tremendous year this year. We think that continues right into 2022. All right. The train rolls on. Douglas, thank you so much. It's so great to have you with us and from the exchange itself. It's good to see you. Great seeing you. For most of us, a home purchase is one of the biggest expenses we will incur in our lifetimes. And whether you are already a homeowner or know someone who's planning to buy, being financially ready is certainly key. Well, a new lineup of funds known as the Life Goal Investment ETFs are designed to help navigate these major life milestones and expenses. And here to tell us more is Taylor Sons, co-founder at Life Goal Investments. Taylor, it is so great to have you with us. Oh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate being on here, Stephanie. 
All right. So skyrocketing home prices, we all know this, combined with a low savings rate, has triggered a home down payment crisis. I know that a lot of people are struggling with this. Your new fund, the Life Goal Home Down Payment ETF, and the ticker symbol on that is HOM, which we call HOME, aims to alleviate some of the financial stresses of home buying. How widespread of a problem is this down payment conundrum? Let's start with that. Yeah, it's a massive problem. To your point, this is largely the biggest purchase someone's going to place in their life. And it's not any particular city or town. It is coast to coast. You see, almost without exception, home prices going up significantly. And to add a little backdrop and color as to what that number really is, the average home price in the United States has gone up at 19.9% over the last 12 months. That's almost four times the long-term average. The long-term average is 5.4% per year in the United States. And then compounding that problem is the fact that savings accounts right now, where most people set that money aside for that home down payment, yield an average of 0.06%. So effectively nearly 0%. So if someone has money sitting in a savings account planning to purchase a home a year out from now and homes went up at 20%, they've effectively lost 20% of their purchasing power. So that is a real, real problem that we face right now. And then someone may say, hey, there are other options. You can go out and put it in the stock market like the S&P 500 or something like that. And yes, that has the ability to keep pace with inflation, if not beat it. But it also has the ability to provide too meaningful of downside for someone to be able to afford when they have that money earmarked for a purchase. So I think let's just take one quick look at what caused this. So to do that, you have to look back at 2008 and the great financial crisis the great financial crisis was largely built by an overbuild of homes. People were building a second and third home to try to flip it for a quick profit. And at some point, we had a tipping point where there was far too much supply to meet the demand and the housing market began to crumble. And behind it, the economy began to crumble. And since that point till now, bankers have not been willing to lend and builders have not built to the same degree they did before. And we've now seen an undersupply of homes built. And millennials, being the largest generation of any generation in the United States, now are hitting peak buying years. And so we've underbuilt for more than a decade. Now the largest generation is beginning to buy homes, causing bidding wars and driving this massive inflationary pressure. And realistically, is it going to fix itself? Well, I don't think it's going to fix itself overnight because you think about the fact that we've underbuilt for a decade. Homes don't get built overnight. It takes the average home eight months to get built. And when you look at the supply chain issues and the labor issues we're facing in the United States right now, that's lengthening the average build time. So again, just reiterating the problem, home prices are seeing massive inflation due to an undersupply. And last year, we saw them go up at 19.9%. People sit in a savings account yielding 0.06% and just get crushed by inflation. So there needed to be an option somewhere between that savings account that gets crushed by inflation and something like the S&P 500 that's just probably providing too much risk and there need to be something to bridge that gap. Yeah. Well, you know, and you did in talking about that problem, I mean, it really is the perfect storm. And when you think about previous generations in terms of their ability to buy a home, I mean, these generations now, it's, it's just, it's almost out of reach. So this is where you get to introduce your ETF. Um, talk about your new ETF, ticker symbol HOME, and tell us um, how you guys are bridging that gap. Yeah. So thanks so much for the opportunity. So 
full context, my, my brother is my co-founder and he was sitting in a situation where he was living in a condo and looking to build or buy a house and sitting in a savings account and seeing this just massive inflationary pressure eat away at the purchasing power. And so with us having a background on Wall Street, we spent 25 years combined at the big asset management firms. We have the education, the MBAs, the SEMAs, the CFPs. And we said, hey, we need to build this for you. And then after we did it for him, we looked around and said, there's nothing in the market. We need to create something for all of the folks out there buying a home because this inflationary pressure isn't unique to Brett, who's my brother. It's everyone that's looking to buy a home. So that's when we developed the Life Goal Home Down Payment Investment ETF, ticker HOM, home. And what it is is it has two very specific goals. The first one, it's a conservatively managed portfolio. So we're attempting to control the volatility and the downside capture. We know when people have that emotional tie to this home they're about to purchase, they can't take on that much downside because they need to purchase that home. And the second goal of it is, is to seek to keep pace with home price inflation. Now, full disclosure, if home prices continue to go up at 20%, we're not going to keep pace. That's not the portfolio construction that we put together. But if they revert down somewhere towards that long-term average of 5.4%, that's more where we're targeting. And it's no guarantee. We're not saying we're guaranteeing we're providing that 5.4% return, but that's kind of the target. And so here's what the portfolio breakdown looks like. So it's diversified. It's actively managed. About 60% of it will sit in bonds, and that attempts to control the volatility and the downside. About 10% in commodities, which tend to help in an inflationary environment and are also a very nice diversifier. And the remaining 30% in stocks. Now, half of that stock exposure, very importantly and innovative to this portfolio, is specific to housing-related stocks. So if you're planning on purchasing a home down the road with this money, why not have that stock exposure in companies, for example, like things potentially like Home Depot, Lowe's, home builders. If home price inflation continues to be significant, it's because there's demand for those homes. And it's likely that there's demand for things bought at places like Home Depot, Lowe's, et cetera. By that logic, is your intention to have people who invest in this ETF see it as more of a short-term investment? In other words, I'm going to use this towards my own down payment and I'm going to be pulling it out in a year or two or three or five? Yeah, really good question. So this is built really for two people, with two people in mind, the home buyer and then also the real estate investor. So the home buyer has, CNBC just wrote an article on this. It takes the average person six and a half years to save for that home purchase. So we're thinking somewhere in that ballpark. So anywhere beyond, you know, six months to, 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 again, that six and a half year timeframe, we're kind of the thought process when we built out the asset allocation of this portfolio. And if there was ever a intersection of, hey, should we take on a little more risk here, a little less risk here? We always erred on the side of taking less risk, knowing that that lack of volatility and lack of downside capture is what people really want when they're purchasing that home and have that money earmarked for that home purchase. And then also for a real estate purchase, this is a really nice product for a potential real estate investor as well. All right. Well, Taylor Sons, it sounds like you're going to help a lot of people. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing more about your ETF. You're the best, Stephanie. Thank you so much. And before we move on, just a quick reminder that our episodes are streamed on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and other major podcasting platforms. So be sure to check us out there. 
All right. Well, the impact of the global pandemic has reaffirmed certain business trends, namely the subscription economy. A recent report from UBS Wealth Management estimates the subscription economy will hit 1.5 trillion by the year 2025. And that is more than double the market size in 2020. Wow. Well, here to talk more about that and a new ETF targeting this massive market is Bungan Choi, chief economist and head of AI research at Fount. Hi, Mr. Choi. It is great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. All right. Before we talk about the Fount Subscription Economy ETF, bring us up to speed on the subscription markets and the investment thesis behind it. During the recent years, the way that individuals consume products and services has changed to emphasize subscriptions over ownership. The subscription economy refers to the shift many companies are making toward a business model that involves recurring billing rather than an outright sale of a product or, or service. According to a survey, 78% of international adults utilized subscription services in 2020. Some more popular forms of subscriptions include video, digital and on-demand movies, news and software as a service. However, the subscription economy is broadening to include goods and services that historically have not offered this type of pricing options, including uh, subs uh, customized grocery basket, regular workout routines for in-home fitness, access to the newest online games, meal prep delivery services, and many more. Due to this popularity, the subscription economy is expected to intensify in the future, and it is a global trend. The way that people buy goods and services may be changing for good. At the heart of this uh, subscription economy is the idea that customers are happier subscribing to the outcomes they want when they want them rather than purchasing a product with the burden of ownership. Therefore, the subscription economy may be encapsulated by the move from ownership to usership. So with that in mind then, moving to your ETF, it is one of two new additions to your roster. Tell us about the subscription economy ETF, and I know your ticker symbol is SUBS. Uh, our ETF is uh, composed around many different sectors, including audio video streaming services, software as a service, and data services. However, there are common factors driving the shift toward the subscription. They are convenience, cost, and the access to the uh, latest and the greatest. I believe Netflix, Microsoft, or Adobe are great examples. One important thing is the shift about subscription is an innovation in business model, not in technology. Therefore, SNOPs can include companies from many different sectors. Moreover, SOPs provide a global exposure. Out of the 50 holdings at the moment, 40 are from the US and Canada, six are from Asia, and four are from Europe. So it sounds like a pretty diverse uh, you know, mix of assets. How do you see investors, wealth managers using this ETF? Uh, sure, uh, one value is uh, the gross growth exposure. 
We expect that the shift from ownership to usership will continue and intensify in the future across economies and industries. Thus, the companies that are well positioned to exploit this trend would be the global leaders in the sectors that would expand with the shift towards subscription. We may, we may expect that these companies may outperform that stick with the uh, old ownership based models. SOFS aims to provide uh, focused exposure to companies that may be uh, positioned to benefit from the expected growth in the subscription economy. The fund looks to hold companies in the subscription economy that are expected to have the greatest growth potential in the coming years. Another value is diversification. You may want to remember that the shift toward subscription is universal, I mean, across countries and across industries. Therefore, subs itself can provide a well-diversified portfolio hatching geographical and sector-specific risks. Overall, SOS may provide an individual with an attractive vehicle to gain the growth exposure to the global subscription economy from various different sectors. All right. Bangun Choi, thank you so much for sharing all of that information with us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Market cycles can change on a dime, catching even the best prepared investors off guard. Well, a new fund called the AlphaDog ETF, ticker symbol RUFF, R-U-F-F, aims to help investors successfully navigate both bull and bear markets. Joining us now to share more about this new ETF is Edward Hamajian. He is the portfolio manager with Geosphere Investors. Edward, it is so great to have you with us. Thank you, Stephanie, and thanks for having me on. All right, let's start with Ruff. Let's dive right into the ETF. Tell us about some of the holdings and how you selected these companies. So, so the holdings are decidedly new economy stocks, okay? I'm a big fan of the great disruptors, the Teslas, the Squares, the Netflix, um, and companies alike. Uh, typically, the fund holds about 30 to 35 positions, for the most part, they are new economy stocks. Um, at this time, new economy stocks are taking quite a beating. Part of our mandate is to always buy the leading stocks of leading sectors. And so as sectors rotate, we also rotate, but always holding our core positions, which are these disruptive companies. Think of the ARK investments, think of the Kathy Wood types of stocks, except we hold those and hedge our positions so the average investor can tolerate the great volatility that exists in these types of companies. So, you know, the market has certainly had some very impressive gains this year. In looking ahead to 2022, do you see the bull market continuing and how will you position your ETF going forward? So, yes, first of all, I look at the market from a secular point of view and then from a cyclical point of view. So I believe we're in a secular bull market, which started in June of 2013, and that these secular markets on average have about 15 to 18 years of life in them. So we're still in the early stages of what I consider to be a secular bull market. So to answer your question directly, 
Um, I do expect the current correction that we're having to be over soon. I'm looking for a rally into year end and likely some consolidation sometime in the first quarter, uh, digesting all of the great gains that we've had over the last two years. But from there, I expect the, the, the market leadership to resume those great stocks, those disruptive stocks to resume their lead, leadership position and, and continue to drive the markets higher. What about inflation, though? Could that spoil the party? So I know there's a lot of talk about inflation, but quite frankly, I think deflation over the long haul is the real issue. These are uh, these disruptive kind of companies. What they do is they make everything cheaper. And uh, and yeah, we have some uh, labor inflation right now. Probably a good thing for the average person. Um, but as far as the long term goes, um, I think the Fed will uh, catch up. Uh, inflation will come back into line at that uh, targeted 2% rate. But over time, I expect deflation to be the real issue. You know, everyone forgets that we still have these, these huge economies all over the world trying to catch up on a lifestyle perspective from the quality of life, the standard of living that the U.S. has. Think of all of the engineers, and I mean software engineers and mechanical engineers that are being produced in places like India and China. And many of these folks are just coming into the market and they're willing to work for less than what is prevailing wages in the United States. These are deflationary forces and uh, we can't ignore them. And I expect that to continue. In closing, um, quickly, how do you see financial advisors and investors using Roth within a diversified portfolio? So one of the things that we do that is uh, not typically done is we hedge our positions. So we, we sell covered calls and covered puts, which is we take in revenue, and then we use that revenue to buy direct hedges against our positions. So during periods of turmoil, during periods of corrections, we're hedging our position. So you can hold on to a Tesla who, you know, when typically a Tesla corrects, it's a 30 or 40% correction. You don't want to sell these stocks. You want to hold on to these stocks for, for the long term. And I'm using Tesla as an example, but this is true for all of our holdings. If you're hedged, you can ride, ride this out and quite frankly, buy these stocks later at even better prices. And it's because of our hedging strategy that's made all of that possible. Thank you so much, Edward, for joining us. Thank you for sharing some insights into your ETF. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Great. Well, this is the final episode of season one of First Look ETF. And we want to give a big thanks to Douglas Jonas and the team over at the NYSE for bringing us all of the latest ETF trends, for more information, you can check out homeofetfs.com to learn more. Also, a big thanks to all of our guests and our audience for your support. We could not have done it without you. Now, don't forget to pick up the latest podcast version of First Look ETF. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. Season two of First Look ETF begins in January. So until then, we wish you a very happy holiday season, and we will see you in 2022. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide.
Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.